Welcome back. Hello. Hi. We are the <laughs> Rebel Women Podcast. How has everyone been doing? This is episode two. Oh yeah, that's important mm-hmm. information. Yeah. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Our second episode here. Super excited. We got some really waiting. good feedback on the first one. So that was super yes. exciting. I did not see any of it coming and I'm so glad that the podcast came off exactly as we were hoping it would. Yeah, to have people say the things that we said when we were talking about doing it. Like mm-hmm. we were like, I want it to feel this way. And then have people literally reiterate those exact things back as without knowing that was really cool. It was very, very validating. validating. Oh, jinx. <laughs> I'm so self-conscious to talk you guys because I'm having a lag. I hope I don't fuck this all up. No worries. If you guys hear a random okay. pause in the conversation and in the podcast, it's just because Gabby's internet is a little fucky. Where we it's live right now has been having, fucky. yeah, just a little fucky. We've been having hella yeah. winds and where Gabby lives right on the edge of the coast, it's like messing with it a little bit. So sorry about that in advance. We're doing the best we can to get around it though. Don't come here for quality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good time. Quality content, <laughs> not quality audio. Oh, shit. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> So how's everyone been doing? Let's do a little quick catch up before we dive into today's topic. Amara? I've been doing good. I started a new like nine to five. We're done doing uh, child-esque care things now. We're we're doing some office work and I'm really liking it so far. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm doing good. Our paperwork queen. Yes, my biggest kink. (laughs) <laughs> I, al- I alphabetized <laughs> 8,000 applications. Got me Whoa. That- yeah. <laughs> These papers might be a bit moist, but they're done. But they're done. And they're everybody right feels order. better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what about you, Gab? Um, I'm doing well. Honestly, as Emma mentioned, it's been extremely windy. I don't like wind. I'm a very air ether person. Wind <clears throat> wind makes me anxious. It makes me in my head. It's like a rough little mental health spurt. I'm going to go ahead and blame that on the weather. And <laughs> um, I am 20, <laughs> 23 weeks pregnant. So like, wow. like we had say. <laughs> so feeling good. Wow. Have you paid yourself yet? (laughs) Oh my God, all the time. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Every every time I sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man. Good times. Good times. Pee in the pants, you know. (laughs) I do that and I'm not pregnant. That's fine. You know, happens to the best of us. (laughs) Oh man. Yep. (laughs) all right emma i'm doing really good surprisingly like after mercury got out of that fucking retrograde i've been living my best life over here thank god (laughs) literally like there's nothing to update y'all on just like living la vida loca (laughs) i think we're all probably sick of very sick of winter 
I've been craving summer like no other. It's like, okay, yep. so like, we're going to talk about the weather again for a second. Uh, windy as fuck, but also very sunny and like blue skies. And it nothing makes me crave summer more than like the little taste of summer we get in the winter when we can finally tell that the sky is blue again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I, it's torture. Yeah, guys, we're so close. We are so fucking close. I think next year we just need to leave for the winter. Snowbirds. Let's all do it. Okay. Could you imagine yeah. us like in a retirement home someday? <laughs> oh lord. Ooh. Um, brief thing, and then we can move on to the topic. There is yeah. a retirement home in Florida that is known for like everyone having chlamydia oh. and STDs. <laughs> I, I'm, oh I'm not kidding. Do yourself a favor. Google like the villages Florida STD. Okay. And it's literally like a thing. <laughs> Articles about it, a thing. But it's like um, a ritzy, like million dollar retirement home. And they all I drive like this. fancy golf carts and just, they're like swingers and they'll just pass it around. Why do I love this? Like, that's bad. <laughs> I just love it for the old people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, funny. you're almost there. What's the matter if you get committee at that age? Facts. Whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> and they're just like having lots of good sex just like going wild so fucking get it while you can you know yeah get it before it gets you <laughs> yep yeah um <laughs> you earned that shit <laughs> emma why don't you give us a little snippet about what we're gonna talk about today you got it boo okay so today we're gonna be talking all about regrets um, do you guys want me to read out all of the like the questions we're going to be talking on today before we dive into them individually? Or do you just want to like start at the top with the questions? And like us answering them. Sorry, did that make any sense? Yeah. Do you have a preference? I mean, I don't. I'm ready to roll whenever you are. Let's just rock with it. All right. <clears throat> Does anybody want to go first? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. All right. You can't tell we're all a little nervous. I think oh, <laughs> I think the subject of regrets is kind of heavy and a little awkward to talk about. Um, but I feel like I have a fairly healthy relationship with the topic. So you know what? I'll break the ice, guys. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> so when I was younger, yeah. like, yeah, no problem at all. So when I was younger, like literally for as long as I can remember, I was very eager to please. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I still am. Um, but when I was a kid, I wanted nothing more to fit in. And if anybody has ever met me, I'm just like, I just like cannot fit in. It is not in my like makeup to be normal. So I was constantly doing anything I could to like shape shift and work myself into this box of what I thought my friends and my family my crushes especially and like society wanted me to look like and be like so self-conscious and actively regretted multiple things I had done or said within a day and it was a miserable experience I remember like specifically one day in the sixth grade um I had just transferred schools so Fun fact about me, grew up in Florida, and then we moved up to Maine. I went to one really small school, got 
bullied pretty hard there and decided to switch to another school. So this is at the second school in Maine. Um, <clears throat> so in the sixth grade, I was nervous because I had chosen to wear a pair of jeans that were kind of loose fitting. And at the time, like the skinny, skinny, skinny jeans were in. And uh, these pants just like weren't painted on my body for once. <laughs> So we stood up for the Pledge of Allegiance and the girls behind me started like giggling and like making nasty comments. And I was instantly feeling like this sense of dread that it was like aimed at me and lo and behold it was. Um, so I guess when I stood up, my pants like bubbled out in the back, like they creased up and um, I was being made fun of for it. And I was so embarrassed and felt this intense sense of like dread and I wanted nothing more than to go back to that morning and choose a different pair of pants. Um, so for me, regret like plagued my life in small ways like that all the way up until my junior year of high school. Um, I lost my aunt due to cancer and she was pretty young when she passed. And at the time of her passing, I was actually in Florida with my best friend. And I was so, so, so upset that I wasn't there when she died. Um, and honestly, that's something that I still struggle with a lot. Um, anyways, when I got home from that trip, I spoke to my mom about regretting even going to Florida. And she looked at me and said that me jumping at the chance to travel is exactly what my aunt would have wanted for me. Like that shit was her jam. So I knew she was right, but I still carried this immense guilt around for a while and like heavy, heavy, heavy regret. And I still do from time to time, but a couple months after she passed away, I got into a really bad car accident with my other friend. And um, it was one of those accidents where if things didn't play out exactly as they did down to the last fucking second, guys, like I would not be here today. Um, and it wasn't until after the dust settled from that accident did I take a step back and look at my life so far. And I recognized that I had lived a pretty miserable experience and a lot of it had to do with regretting everything I did all the fucking time. So in that moment, I made the conscious decision to stop regretting, just like full stop. It wasn't helping me any. It was certainly doing more, than, more harm than good. Um, so every day I consciously like woke up and chose to not regret a damn thing that happened or that I did. And the crazy thing about that is embarrassing things still happened. I was still hella cringy. I mean, who isn't in high school? Uh, <laughs> I missed out on opportunities and relationships because of the choices I made. Life kept going on and being life, you know, the highs and lows, the whole nine, everything in between. But because I decided to go with the narrative of, quote, everything happens for a reason, I have lived a so much lighter life since that point. Sure, I've made a lot of mistakes um, since then, and I'm sure I will continue to. It's all part of the human experience, you know, but I'm definitely a lot more confident within myself, especially now after this past year. Thanks, COVID. Uh, <laughs> I still choose to live my life with no regret, and because I know I want to live a life without regrets, I make certain decisions and move through everyday life with that in mind. Like, hey, what can I do today to make sure that I live life to its fullest and with the least amount of regret possible, if that makes sense. 
what do you what about you guys I did not know I was so low on the camera sorry <laughs> I liked the forehead <laughs> you're like way Landon you got... see her cute little face and her earphones <laughs> you know I got real comfortable <laughs> like, oh, those like middle of the night snaps like... <laughs> with a full double chin yeah <laughs> I love, um, I really love your point of view on it. And I love the, the optimist side of it that you have like towards it. Like, like, Hey, there's nothing I can do. So why even like keep me up at night to a point? You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. And, and in a much deeper way than that, not in that, I mean, it's not that easy or that shallow, mm-hmm. um, but like feeling that all the time and letting that be a source of anxiety and then just kind of trying to let that go. Like that's important. Yeah sounded extremely healthy yeah I'm glad that you um were able to work work to that point because it's not easy to do um and that does create a better quality of life you know when you're making conscious decisions every time you make a decision you're shaping your future and that's extremely important and healthy (laughs) thank you guys it's only almost spending my entire life in therapy that has brought me to that point (laughs) well and it kind of we love therapy yeah (laughs) it's a constant um it's I think it's also that that point of mind or frame of mind like that point of view is where I was going with that is um it's kind of almost a way of choosing to like be more attentive in your life to like actively participate instead of just kind of like letting stuff rock and like you do what you do because if you're thinking like I'm going to make decisions so that I don't regret it later it kind of forces you to to be present in those moments and like and and do things with intention like you're setting an intention yeah yeah super healthy way like am I going to regret what those girls in the sixth grade thought of my pants no, but am I going to regret, like, as an 80-year-old woman in that fucking nursing home, like, <laughs> looking back on my life, like, wow. With chlamydia. With chlamydia, of course. Absolutely, you know, little, no add a little way. spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know. <laughs> no, I, any- I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I have thoughts, so I'll jump in if you want me to, Gab. Fucking go for it. I'm not Gab. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. Yep. Um, I'm I'm only introducing right after you because I view regret as like an entirely different entity and I think it speaks to our personalities actually which I love this you and I disagree the most and I really love that for yeah but in like the most like respectful way oh absolutely but it's funny because it reminds me of like two sides of a coin like there's Mm -hmm. enough similarities and we line up on like the really important stuff so there's like our middle Mm-hmm. And I'm just like the negative version of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you have her, you know, in the first Trolls movie, how there's like Poppy and she's like the pink little bubbly, like lovely troll. And then there's like the, the like survivalist, like conspiracy theorist, little negative troll. Yeah. I'm not going to say it, but like, but like, you know, <laughs> I think his name is Branch. Oh, I'm God. Branch 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 and poppy <laughs> up in this bitch yeah. right but we still love each other and that's what matters so anyway, yeah um, I, when i think of like the significant moments of like true 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 regret um i'm glad that they exist and i don't ever want to not regret them yeah. because i think it 
lends me to being more human. I think it's important to understand things you like if you sometimes in the in when you're coming at it from the least healthy way I think that whole like no regrets it's just a cop-out like it's just a cop-out for like doing whatever you want and not dealing with repercussions like I'm gonna do this this and this like no regrets doesn't matter like can't look back (laughs) yolo (laughs) and I think that's a cop-out to not do yolo of of actually like like looking in the reflection and like really being like what choices did you make yeah and and on like a deeper level of like like I can think of the the big regret I'm I'm like willing to share that I talk about is uh so I found out my grandmother was dying she was in hospice and I was at work and at this point in my life a lot of people had my mom didn't work very much growing up um she was on SSI um excuse me that was disgusting Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> so anyway, she was sent to You're good. We didn't hear it. And she never like worked or anything. And so I had this fear that I was lazy and that I couldn't, uh, that I would never be able to do a job. And so I got a job at like 16 and I did 50 hours a week and busted my butt and was never late and stayed every shift and to prove that wrong. And so I found out my grandmother was dying and um I didn't want to leave work early they were like you might want to come say goodbye like she's in hospice it's looking like and I was like I'll come when I get out of work and my boss was like no you should go and I, I mean I'm 17 or 18 maybe seven, I think 17 and so I don't and looking back I think it was mostly because I just didn't want to go I I didn't want to see her in hospice um but at the time I was like no I don't want to leave work um and then by the time I got out of work it was closed to visitors So I went home and I went to bed and I was in the shower in the morning getting ready to go see her when she died. And so I never got to go see her, which she was, she was like losing her mind. She wasn't really in it. Um, And, and she'd, we, I mean, we'd had talked about her dying forever. Like she would like talk about it all the time. And she was like, when I die, you can have this, this, whatever. So she had like planned it. Like I knew her like songs she wanted at her funeral and all of it. We talked about her funeral a bajillion times. So we were ready in that aspect. Um, but I truly regret like in that time I really was picking like I need to be a good employee and prove that I'm a good person instead of like letting myself even if I didn't go see her because like I understand I wanted to see her at that age but even if I didn't go see her like I should have just left and like let myself be um and so I I guess in that aspect I regret not nurturing myself a little bit more at that time Mm -hmm. but looking back Mm -hmm. because I regret that so much it allows me to make better choices So like, it's a similar vein to you of like, I don't want to regret to, I'm going to value the deep, 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 deep regret that I feel. And I'm going to linger in that and let myself feel that so that I know better. Um, And I think that if I lost touch with the way that I regret certain things, it would be me losing touch with my empathy. Because I think Mm -hmm. regret and empathy are, are very hand in hand. And I feel like what you're talking about there does kind of tie into my view of everything happens for a reason so like you regret that for a reason so that moving forward you know to give yourself that time and space and energy and to step away from work and it's okay to and it's okay to grieve losses and it's okay to live your life and it's okay to like be with loved ones while they're still here like I feel like that regret serves a purpose and that's 
in the same vein as everything happens for a reason. Like you had to go through that to learn that lesson as shitty as it fucking is. I think about it a lot in relation to like, you know how people like do something shitty to somebody like in a relationship or friendship Oof. and they'd be like, like two years from then they'd be like, oh, no regrets. Everything happens for a reason. Like whatever. And those like slang terms are thrown around a little bit mm-hmm. more open-hearted. And I think it just allows you to like, be like, well, can't change it. So it doesn't matter. But we, sh- we deeply should regret, you know, hurting people. I'm not yeah. saying you should beat yourself up or never forgive yourself or anything, but we should regret that because other people's feelings matter. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, we should forgive and move on. We shouldn't hold it, but we should regret it. Like I regret hurting people and I don't think I'm bad for it or anything, but I do regret it because I hurt somebody and maybe it did happen for a reason. Maybe it wasn't like pivotal to my growth, but I have to hold reverence for the fact that they got hurt in that process. And yeah. I do regret that somebody else had to maybe suffer for me to learn a lesson. That does so I think, suck. I think it's just the way you view like the heaviness of the word. Yeah. But in relation to like, like, like wear the fucking pants you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you're going to look back in two years to see a picture and be like, wow, I looked horrible in those, but wear the fucking <laughs> pants you want, you know? But also that like, as you were talking about it, I was thinking like, that is a very healthy relationship to have with regret right there. Like the part where you take the lessons and you take them to heart and you move through the rest of your life holding that lesson close to you and remembering how you felt like that heavy regret feeling and how that feels and how you never want to feel that again. So you base future actions off of that. Yeah. I think it's just navigate help. I think regret is a helpful tool in navigating how to hold yourself accountable. For sure. All the fucking way. Oh, Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You're good. here. For anybody who's just listening and isn't watching, because don't put this out on video, uh, <laughs> Debbie has kids and pets. And kids and, kids pets, and pets. Kids and pets. Oh, it's a kitty. Oh, it's the Spike King. Uh, Gabby has the cutest cat in the My world. My therapy animal is here. <laughs> yes, he knows. He knows it's your boy. turn. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mother needs me. Mother. <laughs> mother. <laughs> I think you should oh, train man. your kids to refer to you as mother, but in that like really formal like mother. mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I oh, just yeah. got creeped out. That's why I hopped up because I the door opened. I don't know how he opened the door. It was latched, but he, he opened knew. the door and came in. <laughs> he knew his mother. He knew his yeah. mother needed him. All right. So now that you have your therapy animal, let's hear what you have to say on this, Gab. Yeah. Um. So I would say... I have like an actively toxic relationship with regrets and and I have with like crippling regret, I guess I would say Um, for various things, you know, Um, some being, I mean, we'll get into this stuff more, but some being relationship involved, some being family involved. Um, And I would say like, it's probably the most frequent thing that I meditate on like when I meditate like letting go of regret is like a pretty consistent mantra that I use because I do find that it is extremely crippling and I have made some pretty huge mistakes and I have um you know fucked up in different ways but I, um, and I know myself 
<laughs> and I know that I can fall into like a really nasty spiral of like this self-loathing, hateful, like just bad um, cycle. So like I literally am actively working on my relationship with regret and letting go of regret and letting go of guilt um, every single day. And even down to little things in my day to day, I am extremely guilty of beating myself up. Like it's just a constant struggle for me. Um, I don't know. Uh, so you know, when I'm like feeling extra vulnerable also, like if I'm physically, mentally, emotionally tired, I tend to fall into this a little bit more and just get into this, like, I'm a horrible person because of this, this, and this, like, I don't deserve, you know, any happiness. Like it's just this really nasty um, relationship. But I will say that, you know, I completely agree that there are, huge lessons to be learned through these experiences that are regrettable. It just sucks how painful and traumatic and uh, uh, sometimes unforgivable some of these experiences are, you know, it's like a, it's unfortunate that the lesson has to come from, <laughs> from such a, a hard place, but you know, um, I, I actively am trying, um, yes, on one hand, I'm handling my really, my like energy around regret every day and working through it and working on it and doing a lot of meditation, a lot of writing, kind of figuring things out. Um, but also in my life, moving forward through mistakes made, and through things that I beat myself up over, I've um, really, really come to recognize that the best way to not suffer from guilt of regrets is to not fucking do things that are regrettable. So um, I really try to be very conscious and mindful in my decisions in life in general and um, you know, move through life in a way that I won't have regrets even though sometimes things happen, um, you know, and you have no control in a way. And it's just like, you still can't help but having regret and having feelings around that. And it's harder to control those things that are out of your control. But um, you guys both brought up sick family members. Like that's something that is really like shrouded in a lot of guilt, regret feelings, that stuff you can't control. It's harder to like navigate, but yeah, I'm, I try to navigate my day to day on feeling like my um, my every decision shapes my future. So, mm -hmm. you know, trying to grow up through, you know, fucking up. <laughs> it you never stops. We never stop growing up. Yeah. And unfortunately, you have to grow through what you go yeah. through or something like that. Some bullshit like that. So <laughs> I read Ooh, I kind of like that. <laughs> I read a poetry book that was all about regret. It was a collection of poetry about a topic. Um mm. this website puts them out. Um I'll see if I can find it. It's very old. Anyway, the the thing about it, they, it was a poem and it was written like beautifully, and I'm not gonna 
paraphrase it beautifully um and it was the thing about how like the reason we're so hard on ourselves when we fuck up is because we know what we're capable of good wise like we know ourselves we know our morals we know how we know how we want to treat people because we know what it feels like so we know we know where we stand on things we know that like we each individually know that we have a high standard for how people should be treated I'm sorry Um, it's the one (laughs) and so we not only hurt people and that sucks but we and we feel guilt and regret but we disappoint ourselves because you're like I was better than that I knew better than that and and in a way that like it almost feels better to be hurt by somebody doing something than does to do it because you have to live with it forever. They, you know, they can forgive, but it's really fucking hard to forgive yourself because you know your standard. But yep. if you think about yourself as like a four-year-old and the four-year-old does something because they're tired or because they're moody or something, you're going to go, oh, okay, you made a mistake. And you're not going to think of them as less of a person. So if we have that grace with ourselves of like, hey, you made a mistake. You were a little shitty for an hour or a day or a year, but you know, I know you're capable of better, but we don't extend that grace to ourselves. We can for everybody else. We can give everybody a thousand chances and a thousand forgiveness and all the grace in the world. And we are so unable to do it for ourselves. And that's like, that's the hard part about like doing shitty things to people and regretting shit is because we know we're capable of better. Yeah, man. That's, That's something my soapbox. I first I love that soapbox because that is definitely something I spent the majority of my time in therapy working through. Was that exactly what you're talking about? And that's exactly what my therapist always told me. Like you have to think of yourself as that young, young kid. And you have to forgive yourself for the decisions you made when you truly didn't know better, even though you know better now and you can hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah. Or even if you did know better and you just weren't capable at that point. Yeah, that's another really good point. There's so many like emotions that go along with regret too. I mean, the, this the shame and disappointment in yourself too. And like, there's so many layers. It is a complex ass topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Oh yeah. We might even like revisit it later down the road when we are older and wiser than we are now. <laughs> when we have more shit to regret. Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, God. Knock on wood, bitches. Do you guys ever find yourselves like like there's the big uh, heavy shit? There's like the monsters under the bed. But do you ever find yourself really getting caught up on like these surface level, like teeny regrets? Like I have one I can think of that I really was like a good one. You should drop it because that is exactly what I work hard every day to not regret. Um, so I think like on the lighter side, there's regrets. Like you can regret doing something shitty, but sometimes you can regret not doing something. And so there was this person and I really, his, his energy was immaculate. Like he had just a beautiful energy and we worked together and I loved having conversations with him. Like he was the coolest person. And he offered me a ride home like twice. Like, like it was like, oh, I'll take you home. And it, it like, it, keep in mind, I worked in Ellsworth. Well, I lived in Millbridge, worked in Ellsworth. He lived oh, wow. in Ellsworth two minutes from work. And he was offering to drive me an hour to my house, drive an hour back and go three minutes from work to his house. Ooh. And he offered this two days in a row. Ooh. And the second day I, I went out and I was in like a very unhealthy relationship at, well, we weren't really together at the time it was one of those like 
um, you have to be loyal to me. You have to be my girlfriend in every way, but you, I'm not going to ever call you my girlfriend and I don't have feelings for you, even though I'm in your bed. So, so a fuck boy, you were messing with a fuck boy. Um, sort of. So anyway, uh, we were together for two years, but anyway, damn. Um, yeah, that's a whole other, there's a bag of regrets I won't talk about hit me up <laughs> after this, uh, and I will cry. So anyway, um, and at this point, I, I really, I wasn't feeling romantic about this coworker. Um, I just, he was my boss, by the way. <gasps> Ooh, extra Wait, spicy. I, I wasn't feeling romantic about him. I just felt Love that. like a friendship and maybe more. I mean, it, it could have probably gone on more, but he was just so eager to like, let me take you home, you know, whatever. And I came in and so I had spent backstory I'd spent all week fighting with this person that I was seeing and this co-worker I almost just said his name <laughs> this co-worker um anybody who knows me personally would know exactly what I'm talking about it. like that knew me at this point you guys didn't know me yet but anyway so this person had been like giving me advice and listening to me go on for a week about this fight and I didn't have a run home and I had said, yes, you can take me home tonight. I will I'll give you gas money. And he's like, no, no, no. I was like, thank you, thank you. So the plan was for him to take me home. Well, then this person I've been fighting with showed up at my work, like a full apology, whatever. And I walked into the office and I was like, hey, don't worry about taking me home. Like, I can't believe he showed up and apologized. I'm so excited. Like, isn't that amazing? And he goes, well, you didn't think it was amazing. I was going to take you. Or he's like, I offered to take you. And you didn't do that. And I was like, well, he's like, like, I think it's really gonna matter and he looked bummed that he didn't get to know and at the time like I have to be gentle with myself because I was so in love with the person and I was chasing it was so unhealthy it's like an addictive thing and mm. I get it but I, I often find myself wondering what that car ride would have been like um, because after that we I ended up leaving that job and actually dated somebody else who worked there out of just like a I went into a really deep depression after that other relationship and uh, whatever, whatever. And I tried to be this guy's friend, but he kind of was like, I think at that point he had seen some of the worst parts of me, which is kind of a bummer. Um, and so I very frequently think, you know, those key points in your life where you can see when things actively went and changed. That so I feel like would have, have been one of them. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, like I look back and there's like five or six, like real little choices at the time but that I look back that were like pivotal choices and that is one of them that I'm I often find myself like what because that other relationship didn't end out and I wonder what would have happened I'm sure yeah. nothing I'm sure it would have just been a lovely conversation well, to ride home and but yeah but you'll never it's just know. a different no it's just a different path you know like accepting what the journey accepting the journey after the fact after these decisions have been made after you know is like a whole part of kind of mindfulness and forgiveness too in a way you know it is always one it is always interesting to wonder the what ifs for sure mm -hmm. you know yeah. like on the board game life where it's like family route or college route yeah and it like makes it very clear that's what it feels like it's like I'm choosing and there's just those moments but so I sometimes think it's that smaller like nobody died nobody yeah I didn't kill, like hurt anybody emotionally that much I mean I'm sure he's he seemed a little bummed I think there was his ego was a little bruised 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. But nobody's up crying at night, like other times that I've messed up. And like, I've deeply hurt my best friend. And that was really painful. Um, and this wasn't that, but it's one of the things I actually think about more often. I'm like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. I should message him at this point because I'm a very ballsy person. Uh, another side note, and then I will shut up and let somebody else speak. Um, I'm a person, <laughs> I'm a little drunk at this point. So I'm a person who like, I just get these, I hate the word balls because like vaginas are cooler. So I get these big old vagina <laughs> once in a while. And like, I just get the cojones to message somebody. And like, if I have a thought, I'm like, hey, did you think I was like hot when you first met me? I'll just ask. Like, I wow. have no sensitivity to talking to people. I would message him tonight and be like, what would have happened if you took me home? I love that. I should. Do mm-hmm. it. Do it. Do it live on the podcast. I know another you. door might open. <laughs> Call him up. <laughs> wow. You never know. I should probably read. Okay, so uh, Amara kind of shared this next piece already, but do, do you guys have any regrets that you're willing to share and what about it makes you regret it? Yeah. Yeah. I can talk. On, I mean, I can talk on this or you can talk on it first, Emma, if you want. I'd love to hear your take on it, Gabby, and then I'll go. Cool. Um, so like thinking we kind of had these prompts for thinking about and journaling. And I found like initially thinking about my regrets, there was a lot of relationship involved regrets. Yeah. Um, a lot, you know, and like wasting time kind of regrets um yep and um and being like not speaking my truth um and that not speaking my truth um and letting unsaid things and needs not met and you know things you know that kind of stuff, you know you know you know like lack of um, communication things yeah and that shit builds up, you know, and then it turns into something way worse. But, you know, I guess the most specific regret that I have dealt with in my most recent history that I would love to share with you guys (laughs) um, is a little intense. But um, so as you guys know, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer last January. um, And she, um, She was really sick for a long time, you know, like at least six months, she was in really rough shape before she got to a hospital and she had been misdiagnosed here um, at the local hospital. And so I guess we just thought it was, you know, what the doctors told it, told us it was, which they said it was osteoporosis or like, okay, not really knowing what that kind of entails. So Anyway, I'm a massage therapist by trade, so she kept coming to me, and I remember one of the last times I massaged her before she went into the hospital, it was still months before she went into the hospital. She um, she came in, and she was really just exasperated with the situation. We all were, but especially her, because she's a bad bitch, and she was in pain. And her life was being limited, like what she could do, which is really hard for a strong, independent woman to be limited, you know? So 
it was really hard. And I, you know, she got on the table and she was like, does it feel okay in there? I don't think things are okay. What do you feel? You know, and I'm like, I'm not really qualified to say mom, but like, you feel tight. You feel tight as fuck. You know, she's always been tight. Like she's has a very physical lifestyle. So her shoulders have always just been rock solid, tight. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and I started working fairly light because she was in a lot of pain at that time and working kind of over her upper ribs. And there is a big crack noise, huge crack, huge fucking crack guys. And I'm like, <gasps> and she was like, oh my God. And she's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I was like, what was that? Did something just pop? Was that a crack? Like, what was that? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And she got really woozy. My mom also has like a vagal nerve response. So she passes out really easy. So she had to like, you know, get onto the floor. And it was the, it was, um, and I like was like, what the fuck, you know, and fucking terrified shaking. And, um, and I, um, she like got her, I got her some water. I texted my next client. I was like, we're canceling. I was ready to take her to the hospital. And I also didn't want her to drive home, you know, like I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, in a true mom, mom manner, she felt better and she convinced me, fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't call dad, you know, <laughs> I'm fine. Don't take me home. Don't take me to the hospital. And I was almost crying, trying to be tough. Like I want, I want to take you to the hospital. And, and I let her go. And, um, you know, this is, this, this happened and it changed the way I dealt with future um, clients with chronic pain. Um, and it was my mom had that been somebody that was not related to me and I broke a bone in their body who how did that work but to this day her bones were completely um falling apart at that point we didn't really know you know so I probably broke something I also sent her to the chiropractor now, you know, this is due for my clients that come to me in pain, you know, go see the chiropractor come up to me, you know, and it's like this really nice thing that works really well, but likely the chiropractor, the adjustments likely made it worse. The massage likely made it worse. Um, had I brought her to the hospital that day, maybe they would have figured out it wasn't osteoporosis, it was cancer in her spine <laughs> that that moved from her breast to her spine and um maybe she would have gotten that figured out five five months sooner than she did and she would have been that much ahead I mean she ended up in the hospital for two months after when she finally went in in January and that must have been end of summer early fall that she came in at that point so and I remember getting home too and and just being at a loss, like what is going on with my mom? And we knew she was having fractures constantly in her spine and, and I was searching it. And the first thing that popped up was spinal cancer, slam the computer down. I don't wanna hear that. You know, that's not it. That's not it. They would have known, they would have seen it. They would have seen it. But it's like, had I pushed that, had I said like, 
but like when doctors tell you something like you you tend to believe them yeah. <laughs> so this is a huge regret that now this is is that 2020 I guess that was the end of 2019 yeah it was yeah moving into 20 so I um I then when she got diagnosed with this really aggressive like stage four breast cancer that moved into her bones in January of 2020 I I that really shook me because I had that opportunity that happened. I probably made it worse. I hurt her. I broke a bone in her back likely, um, or fractured something. And, um, and I, I, I let her go. I didn't drag her ass to the hospital. And I, I, you know, I, I let it go. And, and, and I sort of, I have a lot of this is one of the big regret things that I've had to work on on a daily basis of letting myself sort of forgive myself for that, I guess. And um, in terms of my mom's illness too, I mean, uh, as a passive regret, I've sort of witnessed with my family is that we've always been a very workaholic family. Work, 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 work. Don't stop. Like gotta pay the bills. Gotta go, 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 go. And all five of us have been raised in this manner and we're just go, 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 go don't fucking stop ever, you know, and, and you always expect at a point you're gonna, it's, you're, you're gonna be done working and you get to retire and like enjoy life. And who, who would have thought you'd get cancer at 50, you know, and not knowing when any minute everything can change and things are so uncertain. So by feeling that sort of community regret of maybe not, not enjoying the little moments, not taking time, not um, not taking time to enjoy life rather than just working towards a goal. I have sort of learned from that too, from kind of watching that unfold within my family, you know, and I mean, my mom is doing really good now. Um, I think maybe it helped us all sort of stop and slow down a little and say like, you know, we really need to enjoy. And nobody has said it, I don't think, in my fa- family necessarily, but I, I know I've been thinking it and I assume my siblings and my parents have maybe thought it too, but like we, our time is, is numbered and sometimes it might be even more numbered than we could possibly imagine, especially people that live an extremely healthy lifestyle and take good care of themselves. And, you know, it's it's definitely there is an element of regret there that I've, though it's not something I did to cause a a regretful experience. I'm definitely embodying that into how I go about my life now. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Sorry. Super heavy. (laughs) No, really. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. And I think you probably know, like you actively didn't do anything wrong, you know? I know. And I've talked with my midwife because that came up one day and I was fucking crying and shit and, and I'm like I hurt her like I'm just a mess you know like I'm hormonal and stuff and my midwife you know I've, ta- I've talked with Brandon my partner gazillion times over this you know I've even my mom you know and even my dad we've talked and it's been like it's been like we can only move forward there's no going back there's no there's no use in beating ourselves down, being like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's only forward. So 
Yeah. You know, I know, I know. It's and just like, still, it, it festers. <laughs> yeah. And like, you mentioned, the, the thing that stuck with me is you mentioned, like, I didn't drag her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But like, think about it like this, like, that's your mom. And that's the person who raised you. And like, we are, yeah. for we forever, whether it's consciously or subconsciously embody that child mother dynamic. And we listen to our parents until the day they die yeah so no matter how much she's like i should have taken her to the hospital i should have made her do this you you don't even realize that you're reverting to the she's in control and so if she says no i'm gonna go home you go okay mom like that's because because parents are best (laughs) right because parents know what's best and and stuff but parents also never surrender that i need to be strong for my child thing and so it's this really like kind of sketchy dynamic of like <laughs> i'm going to listen to you and i know I, and i'm going to protect you from you know and mm-hmm, so i think yeah. that's nobody's fault like that's such a natural it's like a pecking order it's a natural pecking order and it's a it's the matriarch and that's how it goes and unfortunately sometimes it does some evil oh it's really deeply wired in us too it really yeah. is yeah wow and you were just you know at the heart of it you were only doing good it, like to try to help what you and you can't your fucking doctors on misdiagnose you I mean her I was doing all I could do in my power of something that I know helps people in pain I've been doing it for years and I have helped people and it seemed like logically the right thing to do and she trusts me you know and has come to me for many massages and it's just like whew. I'm not going to say this is one of the reasons I don't particularly care to massage anymore but it's definitely a player mm. um after that point I was having major anxiety every time I would have anybody with chronic pain thinking what if it's cancer what if it's cancer? What if it's something else? And, and, and forcing people to bring in x-rays and shit, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like that, but, but it is also this like crippling, like guilt, regret, anxiety, like thing that was happening with me at work. So it was just for me. Yeah. I think it's reasonable to have some fear after that. I definitely see that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would say that would be a, like a completely natural response to have. I can only imagine. And especially like being so careful moving forward. Yeah, I would definitely have people bringing in x-rays too if I were you. Because like, seriously, what if that wasn't your Holy. mom? Like, I don't even want to think about, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. They could have sued me, girl. Yeah. That's the thing. I could have lost my license in a minute. And I had that reality kind of shook me too a little would you oh, really like though because insane. how are you supposed to know they have i mean you were doing everything the same as you always do yeah i would have it would have had to be a certain type of person to like press charges or whatever but nonetheless yeah and again i just want to reiterate if anybody's listening um that the internet thing is sketchy i she went out a couple times there so bear with us because it's Sorry. Don't okay. Gabby, you do not fucking apologize. Remember, this is a no sorry zone. <laughs> I know. I just I just want to make sure people know and that it's not I, I feel I have a fear that anybody's listening and they're like pausing and unpausing to try to see if it's their thing. It's and not I your don't thing. Like that. It's not your thing. We promise but it's not your thing. <laughs> we're also not gonna apologize for it either. Not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid wind. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um so 
as I mentioned at the top of this podcast, I do my best to live every day choosing not to regret a single thing, but there are definitely some things that I can look back on and recognize that if I had a chance to go back and do things differently, I would. Um, For me personally, I find more, and Gabby, this kind of like goes with your story a bit, that like I find myself regretting inaction more than action. Um, And with that being said, like it's kind of tricky because my my mind kind of goes in the spiral of like the whole butterfly effect thing. Um, But if I could go back in time to a few moments and do things a little differently and take action where I didn't before, knowing that the outcome would still be the same, I definitely would. Um, I don't want to get into like the super specifics here, but there was a point in my life where my best friend in the entire world went through an incredible loss and my priorities at the time were just not straight and I look back at that and all the ways that I feel like I let her down and that I wasn't there for her and that shit like if I let myself think about it too long it will eat me alive at night like I should have been there more for her but her and I have talked about it since then a bit and she's basically said like I love you to death, but at the time I needed a friend that would just let me forget and just go on autopilot mode and like act like it didn't happen. And I'm just not that kind of friend. Like I want to talk about it. Like I want to help you work through it. I want to heal you. I want to help you feel better. Like I'm a fixer. We're all fixers here. Um, So at the time, my inaction might have even been like the right thing to do, but I still cannot help but feel like, damn, like I should have been better. I should have been a better friend. And that's my one regret, I think, that I would say. Like that, like Amara, like you were saying before, like that one moment where like gonna, everything changed. I'm gonna prove my fixer knit. Also, I'm sorry, I'm adjusting and I trying to avoid a double chin, <laughs> but I'm trying to save my back too. I have very bad I recently found out that my spine is fusing worse than it had been. So oh, I'm, man. like in pain all the time. <laughs> love. Um anywho. Mm. And not to start from that. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be a fixer for a second. And you were so young. Like, mm. how, how are you supposed to know how to empathize, 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 empathize with something you've A, never lived through and B, didn't even have the age to comprehend? Yeah. Like, like when your she's, brain wasn't even developed. Because like I'm she, assuming I know what you're talking about. So. Yeah. Like when she straight up told me what happened. For a second, I thought she was pranking me. I was like, you're kidding. And she was like, no, I'm not. And I was like, like everything that I thought I knew about the world just came like crashing down in a second. That's so hard. And how are you supposed to know at that age how to deal with that? I don't know, dude, but I'm Mm. still like, fuck. Like, I I feel like in that moment- That's a crash right there. For, for me, I feel like in that moment, my priorities were not in the right place. And I still deeply regret that. And her and I, she, like, she is still my closest friend to this date. And I know that she, or at least I, she hasn't said anything about like holding anything against me for that. But I definitely hold myself to a higher standard now going out. And like, for real, if I could go back and do things differently, knowing that nothing would change, I would. Sorry. No, you're good. Amara, um, did you have any other thing you wanted to say? Yeah, I can speak on that one a little bit. I think I think the hardest part about regretting anything is when it's the closest person. 
that's mm-hmm. when it sucks the most is when it's the one person that has always been there and so like when I was in that relationship I was talking about then the one the two-year one um I put him above all else mm-hmm. and because it was so turbulent it's so up and down and so hot and cold I was constantly in a state of like trauma and I would pick him over everyone and I alienated myself from my entire family and from my best friend and my best friend and I have been I want to say soulmates since the second grade we've been best friends for 15 years like that's my life partner that's my other half that's my right eye my left fucking butt cheek like that's my girl and to put somebody before her and so there's this one time and and I won't speak too much of it just because I will cry (laughs) but she left my house in tears because I made her leave because that person was coming over and he would be mad at me he was mad at me anyway so (laughs) um and she left and she said I never thought I'd see the day where you chose someone over me and I need you to look at yourself because I can't keep doing this and I was blatantly using her at this time like I needed her for like I would ask her to do stuff for me and no reciprocation no thank you no anything like borrowed money and would just forget to pay it back and and I wasn't trying to I was just so in this constant state of trauma and like horrible whatever it was really really bad and the way I treated her I'll never forget and the look on her face that day I'll never forget it and we've talked about it a million times since and she's the kind of person that's like no that was fucking shitty but like we're cool she doesn't sugarcoat it for me I'm sorry I look so bad no you're good but that I'll never forgive myself for that one that one's really hard and it's so hard that's hard and romantic relationships are different that's a whole other ballgame but when it's your best friend that's Mm -hmm. just a different ballgame and yo like turbulent relationships like like that really you act out of character because that is exactly why I was in a turbulent relationship in a constant state of trauma and that is why I did not do what I should have done mm-hmm. as a friend and that's like a whole other topic that we could go into another time especially if anybody out there listening requests it sooner rather than later but oh man if anybody's still uh, listening at this point like a, they've all left and gone yeah. to therapy <laughs> <laughs> honestly uh let us join at this point you, guys. you won't yeah uh, they're like these bitches yeah. need some help like a uh, man i was just trying to like listen to podcast earlier, we, we love therapy we do love therapy here yeah. <laughs> um, we our growing list of oh, that. <laughs> okay so moving forward <laughs> what do our past regrets tell us about the kinds of things we might regret doing in the present or in the future like for me, it's definitely like spending more time with my friends, making sure my priorities are in order, going out and doing things COVID safe, of course, um, making memories, lots and lots of memories. I'm, hey, hi, hello, it's me, the photographer. I am constantly like taking photos and videos of every second because I never want to be telling a story or reflecting back on a time in my life and not have physical proof that it happened. Like, that is like the ultimate way to like time travel for me. So I'm like hardcore, like gotta have that all the time. I'm that bitch with her phone out, not posting it anywhere. It's literally just for myself and my friends to enjoy later. But what about you guys? Um, 
I think, I mean, I can, I vibe with all of what you just said, honestly. I mean, really embracing the moment, being present, being fucking present, which is a really real, real struggle for someone like me who's up in the fucking sky all the time. Be present and and really ending every moment and feeling, tasting, seeing, embodying every moment um, and priorities. I mean, for me that a lot of that is like family first, you know, and, and when I say family, I, I am speaking of like my parents and siblings, my partner and child and my clones, you know, it's like, this is you, you know, <laughs> that, that inner circle guys, you know, you know it, y'all yeah. are part of it. So it's hey, just like, we made the cut. <laughs> it's intense. Well, you know, I feel like we really, things, you really see who your people are, you know, when you go through hard times, especially. So it's amazing, but yeah, like really, really being present and yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, I think mine is putting a real weight that the way you make people feel matters um, beyond the way they feel about you. Uh, if That's that deep sense. as fuck. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. And that putting all of your time and effort to try to get somebody to love you because you want to feel loved if it comes at the cost of forgetting to make somebody else who does put the effort in, if forgetting to like nurture that relationship, like if you're prioritizing chasing somebody down to get some kind of thing you feel like you need and you're neglecting the people who do actually put the effort in, that's like, that's what I've learned is like, you have to stop chasing people that you feel like you need something from because you're probably forgetting the people who have put all that into you yeah and so I think it really comes down to that and and everything else comes with that like if you're truly Mm -hmm. prioritizing the way the role that you're playing other people's lives if you're prioritizing that then everything else kind of falls into place then you're automatically a little more present with people because you want them to feel heard and and that taking care of others in a in a deep way and I don't mean like in a in a weird like if you're truly taking care of others it is taking care of yourself too it's it's Mm -hmm. meaningful connection and um I for a long time let safety nets happen like I know they love me and they'll never forget me so like I don't need to actively make that work every day right yeah for sure and like I I want to touch on that real quick um with my aunt passed away I noticed like there was a shift like a definite shift within my family where we stopped taking those little moments for granted where we stopped assuming that everybody loved us like I have never hugged my family members so much in my life and I'm a hugger so that's like really saying something and it's not just like Mm. quick pat on the back like love you safe travels like see you again like next year it's like no you hold on to that person with your whole body like we're hugging each other until our arms hurt type of love and like Mm. a million love I love you I love you I love you I love it I love you going around the room all the time and like as we've gotten farther away 
from her passing like I don't even really feel like that's changed like obviously COVID has put a damper on everything but in the moments where we do get to be together and maybe even COVID kind of like brought back like that remembrance like hey the next second with this family member or this next second with like your people your friends whatever it's not always guaranteed and you need to be present and you need to be there for them and you need to show up with for them because how you make them feel is how they're going to remember you I like that that's all so legit so legit also I'd like to add for me on this topic um an element of I'm going to be like a broken record with this, but speaking your own truth, I feel like is really important in sort of defining your world, you know, because I feel like if you're not honest with self, then um, shit starts to fall apart and go downhill and you do regrettable things, you know what I mean? If you're not speaking yeah. your, your own truth, yeah. It's, I, mean, I think, really important, too. Did you know I that I... Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I was just about to say, like, before Amara goes on, that leads in perfectly to our next topic. So, Amara, you finish what you were going to say. No, I was just going to say, like, speaking your own truth to others and also to yourself. Like, being yes. honest about your Ooh. actual, like, needs, desires, and wants. And because I think sometimes we make really bad decisions out of lying to ourselves. Yes! Facts. Big yes. facts. Like, <laughs> Big yes. We, we lie to ourselves. We're like, we're okay. We're okay. We can do that. whatever, whatever, whatever. And it leads to this thing where you have to face yourself and you've made all these bad choices because you weren't honest from yourself from the beginning. And like, yep. you know? Yeah, but absolutely. Honest, but also like, you're never, if, if you prioritize like loving people, and and like if you prioritize like making checking in with yourself you're never going to regret anything that follows that it's when we let the other shit and the dishonesty and shit that that clouds us and that leads us to those bad decisions but if you truly like put an effort into like and nothing else like you're you're you could lose everything you own and all your money and everything but if you made a decision that was true to who you are and true to like the people that you love you're not going to regret that it's gonna suck, but you're not gonna regret it. It's it's when you when you fail to make choices that honor who you are at the center of your being. That's when you regret that shit. And it's way easier said than done. But when we lose our center, is like that's when that all follows. Absolutely. All right. So, Goes with to that being said, <laughs> uh, with that being said, is there anything that has happened in your life where you made a decision based on avoiding regret or, or even like you thought you might regret it, but you did it anyways? Do you guys want me to go first on this one? Okay. Well, uh, I'm not going to, once I'm being hella vague this podcast, I am so sorry. Um <laughs> But I, I don't want to get into this, the specifics out of respect for the people involved in this situation. But this past year, as in like 2020, um, I had a moment where like at the top of 2020, like pre-COVID too, I had a moment where I looked around at what I was doing with my life. And I had this major like, this ain't it moment. You guys know, uh, I knew the path that I was heading down was going to lead to a repeat in history for my daughter and nothing motivates you to change yourself and your life for the better like your kids do dudes like oh my word so um 
I knew that if I didn't leave a certain situation, then I was going to majorly regret how my daughter's life played out as well as my own. But, you know, she's my main motivator in life. So I left that situation, took a fucking nosedive off a cliff into this great unknown. And I knew full well that it wasn't going to be graceful or pretty or easy. But the hope for something better for her was stronger than any fear I had keeping me in place. Like any fear of like, I might regret this. Like this might be the biggest mistake I ever make in my life. But the fear of regretting how my daughter's life played out, knowing that I had full control in that was way stronger. So like, not to mention, I'm pretty fucking young. And that situation meant that I was handing over my youth for literally nothing good in return and the fear of regretting not living my life to its fullest potential and the fear of regretting how I raised my daughter like I said before was definitely what I needed to like make that jump and I'm so 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 fucking glad that I did like I never ever ever could have imagined how amazing what was waiting for me on the other side was going to be but my fuck like aren't I glad that I get to know it now and I get to live it for the first time in my entire life, I actually feel free. And everything I've done since then has been the greatest reassurance, like waking up and choosing not to regret like the little things in my everyday really isn't a thing anymore. Like to me, it feels more of like, of course, I'm going to do this, be this and say that and, you know, so on, because I can finally do that. And I'm definitely going to, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say here in like way too many words is that living without regret has like never been easier. We all are. Um, Yay. Not a success story. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Basically, well, man, a bad isn't it amazing when you just say she's a bitch and she said yes to like her gut and it just is so beautiful. Yeah. So Thanks to you. you too. Thanks to you guys. I was like, no, I don't think I can fucking do this. And you're like, yes, you can. I wasn't part of that, but man, I wish I was there for that. <laughs> I could have sworn you were. No. You were there in spirit. After. I was like, yeah. You were there for the aftermath. The falling um, down part. I have one on this. And again, it's the darker side of that. So I the flip side of your question was, have you ever done something knowing that you're going to regret it and done it anyway? Mm-hmm. And I used to use this exact thing as like a form of um, like self-injury. Wow. I would do things I knew that I didn't want to do that were really bad for me that I was going to regret that were horrible choices and I would do them on purpose so that I felt like shit because I felt like I deserved it. Can relate. Mutilation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what, what led me to a more healthy relationship because I let myself like do that and I was like I you had, had to go through honest. it I just had to be honest with myself about it yeah. yeah so so yes I've definitely done things I knew I'd regret and done them anyway yeah <laughs> flagging Gabby in on the rest yeah. of that I have to be vague because it's really would criminal well <laughs> yeah I mean I, I've definitely um, done things I've I knew I would regret with a success story to end it though. 
<laughs> yes, let's fucking hear it if you're willing to share it. Oh, it's just, yeah, not, not, nothing specific, um, you know, but also um, I've made, I've made many choices that I feared regret and ended up being an investment that was a success story. You know what I mean? Like, like I've always like been very nervous to, um, to spend money. Um, and there have been times where I've been like, for example, going and getting the Ashiatsu training, doing the massage where I hold the bars and I stand on somebody's back and use my feet. That shit was expensive. And I was like, I can't do this. This is going to fuck us over for years. We're never going to come back from this. You know, like I can't, we can't pay this. I'm definitely going to regret doing this. I did it anyway. Part of it was Brandon like convincing me and kind of pushing me, which I'm glad he did. Very glad I did it. Very glad I spent. Um, I'm really happy that I was able to add that to what I do. However. I'm still paying it. I'm still in debt over it. So, I mean, the money thing wasn't successful, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I had the experience. Yeah. In the group got, chat, because knowledge, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. In the group chat talking about this episode, I was like, I'm only going to talk about the money regrets I have because those are my biggest, like, well, not, they're superficial big. Um, yeah. And I didn't talk about them at all because I just was like, okay, I'm going to talk about the other shit. <laughs> but I feel you on the money ones. I when I was 18, I had no fucking idea how credit worked or anything. My mom, I was raised, I was raised incredibly poor. And my mom's bill advice was um electric bill can go this long without being paid, and this bill can go this long without being paid. Don't worry about this one. You can just open it in somebody else's name and then it won't matter. Never mm. was explained what credit was. Ever. And so I fucked my credit when I was a teenager. Didn't know anything wow. about it. Nobody told me that if you, like, were late on your power bill, like, it would affect your credit. Nobody told me that. And looking back, I'm like, of course it. I didn't know. So, but I've learned a lot now, and I've had to, so I'm trying to, like, fix the mistakes that I made, and I regret that, because it's just a pain in the ass. Not because I feel stupid. Like, what, you don't know unless you're explained. It's not something we're born yeah. knowing. But, um. Not at all. Back, and I'm like, <laughs> this is just a fucking pain in the ass to fix, you know? So I regret it on that service level. Yeah. I think we all have like financial things that we regret. Like I regret not saving every single bit of birthday money I got throughout my entire life. Like if I knew adulthood <laughs> was going to be this expensive, oh no. Or that you'd have a kid uh, and how expensive they are. Oh my word. If I had known that I would get knocked up at 18, I would not have done and like spent the money that I did on stupid shit. <laughs> oh my word. And I didn't even like make big purchases. It was just like shitty little ones. Like I just ate out too much. <laughs> mm. But it's okay though. We all learn. <laughs> I would any- not have. I my my newest regret that I'm feeling tonight because my hip hurts from shifting is I never would have bought a fucking standard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else anyone wants to add before we close out this podcast? That was the last. Note. If anybody's listening to this fucking depressing ass. Wow. Well, hold on a minute, though. 
Oh, do you guys want, well, do you guys want to give advice on, I feel like there's oh, a yeah. little bit more. There's I forgot. Little, I jumped yeah. the gun. I got in my That's feels. Okay. <laughs> I know this has been a lot and, but like, this might be a nice note to end it on. It well, has yeah, been a heavier podcast. Fun. I, I hope we've held on to some listeners here, but it has been a bit of a heavier, heavier yeah. one for us. Well, our goal was to relate to people. And if you can't relate to people on like the, well, if you can relate to people on like the fun, like aspect of it, then you have to be able to relate. Like this is a human experience. And I think- Oh my God, yeah. Is my other quick tangent because I don't shut up. Sorry guys. I'm <laughs> That's why we have a podcast. And I don't fucking shut up. Um, I just, oh, I overrun this podcast. I took this episode over. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then I then I lose my train of thought oh so in media a lot we see like there's a lot of comedy or a lot of this and a lot of that and I mean there's definitely a, a lot of like relation like relating to people but like we tend to sugarcoat and like make it easier or more digestible or lighter for people because we are scared to make people uncomfortable but all growth comes from a state of being just a little uncomfortable oh I was then- just talking about this like literally today <laughs> so I think like you know you sometimes you just have to kind of wade through some shit to like and that's mm. how we relate because we all feel it so why don't we talk about it yep true. just like pooping we all do it taking <laughs> um, oh. an emotional shit so yeah what, <laughs> what Gabby was saying uh what advice would you give to a friend your child etc about regret Oh, did I lose you guys? Oh, no, you're there. Um, Just kidding. I have a thought. So I can start if you want me to. Yeah, go off. Um, I think the advice I would give is um, you're going to have regrets. It's completely inevitable. You're going to make mistakes. Um, But when you're making decisions, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make the wrong choice. But try to make the choice that you can live with. Like, don't worry about being perfect. Don't worry about making every right choice. Just try to make the one that you are going to be able to look back and be like I can live with myself in that like Emma was funny <laughs> is that okay no she's oh, laughing at my sentiment <laughs> fuck you no. I am so sorry my computer just started glitching I saw the first- a strobing <laughs> I saw the strobing too I was like is she, is she taking photos of us right now? Is she taking screenshots? My computer just started freaking out. In in our first episode, one of my eyelids was shutting at a rapid rate. So it felt like I was in a rave and it just brought me right back to that first episode. Because oh <laughs> I guess God. I was just meant to have a rave during every podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. You were on a roll uh, too, Amara. Oh man, yeah. that's why I muted myself. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh and like so the last part of that is I guess would be um try to make decisions even even if it's a situation you, you're not making the perfect or right decision try to make the decision that won't burn the bridges that matter to you Ooh, that's a good one mm. honestly that's all exactly what yeah. I was gonna say like if I can drop the mic it's <laughs> really yeah really really good yeah, and I, I agree. Like, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have regrets. Learn from them. How to process them. Own up to your shit. Speak your truth no matter fucking what to yourself. 
<laughs> to everybody else. Um, don't make the same mistakes twice. Like learn from it, please. Please. You know, and like again with the please. <laughs> I'm like I'm speaking to myself too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, they, think before you act. You know, like what, like Amara said, what decision can you live with? Like if if it's just gonna be bad, like how, like what can you live with? You know, um, make sure you aggressively, wholeheartedly, um, stand behind your thoughts, actions, and decisions. Good or yeah. bad. I think that helps in terms of regrets. Yeah. All the yeah. fucking way, dudes. Y'all are killing this. On the flip side of my whole like tangent on this whole podcast is like I've I've been saying, like, put other people, you know, like make sure you're not like think heavily before you hurt someone. But also like if you're in a position that's right. not okay for you and somebody's taking advantage of you, don't be afraid to like put your foot down and go with your gut if it even if it hurts somebody a little like you have to yeah. know in yourself yep. like don't make yourself small and hurt yourself and damage yourself and, and lie to yourself to make somebody else comfortable that's exactly the situation you're gonna I was basically regret- talking about earlier that was like yeah I was finding myself regretting that once again like the inaction I regret way more than the actions typically right. also Gabby just mentioned the the own your shit you make a bad decision, you regret it. Like you gotta oh. own that. You gotta own yeah. it. Like my whole you thing, to. like you do a good thing, like you ace something, or you you like you invent some incredible thing, and you you celebrate that. You gotta own your shit in the same enthusiasm that you own your good shit. Mm-hmm. And like that's what's gonna keep you like being a like that's what you're gonna be able to sleep with yourself at the end of the night. You're gonna be able to like look yourself in the mirror if you own your shit good and bad mm-hmm. like it's okay to be proud of yourself and it's also okay to be like disappointed in yourself and be honest about it and be like hey i fucked up yeah and not make excuses for it just be like hey i made some shitty decisions like and be honest with yourself about it and if it affected somebody yeah. else be honest with them about it too like it doesn't make you weak or anything along those lines to admit that you were wrong and like whether it was unintentional like fuck it fuck the reasons you fucked up own your shit mm-hmm. and be okay if somebody like I, this is like i feel like i'm getting away from right here but like if if you do something to somebody and it hurts them and they decide that that's not a healthy relationship like you can't chase them down like you have to be able to be okay with yourself yeah. and have to be like i made a mistake and i lost something for it and that's where you have to grow from and it sucks like we've been there and it sucks painful as fuck if you love them, let them go. Like everybody, I feel like it's a lot easier to be the victim yep. than it is to be like, hey, I was oh, a real right. bad guy in that. <laughs> yeah, guys. Yep. Wow. Awesome. Well, on that note, thank you for listening to the second episode of the Rebel Women Pod. Sorry, we talked forever. Actually, no, not sorry. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there funny. I go again, breaking our own <laughs> rule. Um, yeah. Is there anything else anybody wants to say? Oh, Amara's starting yeah. an Instagram account for us. So if you want to like Ooh, journal yeah. any of the questions oh. that we have here today, that will be on the Instagram account. It's not set up yet, but as soon as it's set up, all of the links will be in the description. Yeah. So I'm going to put the links in the bio for this pod. And um, 
we're gonna we're gonna i'm announcing this right now have not spoken this each week that we have like more of a topic pod like this or not week each time i'm drunk each time <laughs> we have like a more like topic like pre, almost like pre-planned um yeah. the first one was a little off the cuff but we do have some topics coming up that we want to talk about mm-hmm. um i think we covered that in the first explaining that we're going to have some topics but anyway anytime we have like these prompts um like emma wrote these prompts and sent them out so we kind of journaled to them a couple days before this podcast and kind of gathered our thoughts so i'm gonna release after each episode we put out that has like more topic-based things i'm gonna release the prompts and we'd love to hear anybody else's feedback and like um be wordy too you know like share your shit um i'm sure it would be nice for everybody to be able to relate so i will release those on instagram and that link will be in bio that's the one thing I don't like about the podcasting platform is that I can't read the comments. Like, you know, like on a YouTube video, mm. you go to the comments to see what everybody else is thinking and feeling about it, which is why Amara came up with a lovely idea today to come up with a, uh, an Instagram for it. So I cannot wait to read what everybody has to say on it. Oh, my word. Yeah. And on that Instagram, I'll share some um, if anybody wants to like say anything. I'll be sharing some of it and I will share some of the content that these lovely ladies make. So you'll see us there um, and all of our individual stuff will be all linked there as well. So I just need, we need a podcast hub for people. Link tree. (laughs) I don't know how to make it work. I know how to make one work. I got you. (laughs) I see them often. I don't know how to use it. (laughs) It's okay. I got you. I got you. I'll handle that. No worries. Um, yeah so thank you all for listening hope you have a good rest of your day or rest of your night whenever you're listening to this and if you've made it this far thank you don't know how but thank you go to therapy thank you for listening oh yeah and let's all get aboard the school bus with our masks on and head straight to therapy (laughs) (laughs) dude i I would love it group therapy is the greatest invention i love individual therapy but group therapy was like the coolest cool i bet i feel like that's what we just did oh this feels like group therapy oh absolutely (laughs) all right ladies let's let these people go to bed good night